Welcome back to Sigmund Sense. <laughs> Welcome. We are going to continue. Do you want to put your lipstick on first? Do you think I needed some? No, you look perfect. Okay, then why okay, are you perfect. Just ask. I saw it in your hands. <laughs> I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money and all things business. Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. <laughs> Welcome back to Sigmund Sense. We're going to go back uh, and continue the second part of the closing skills piece. And closing where we, skills. Where we left off was we had, we had kind of talked about the uh, four parts of sales. So remember initial contact building, uh, building rapport, closing skills, and following up. Then we kind of dove into that closing is not dirty. Like closing skills not. is uh, about helping people make decisions. Not manipulating Not them. manipulating the, uh, people for sure. Uh, then it goes into how you people. You must use your skills and powers for good. For not good, not bad. evil. Yes. <laughs> and for getting laid. <laughs> and for getting laid. <laughs> Which is for good. If it's in everybody's best interest, it's for, you it may for use sure your skills. In for, like my wife. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we talked about the how people make decisions, the head, the heart, the gut. And then we talked about, we started the piece about what are the actual closing skills that people should be using, right. uh, which starts with the uh, assumption close mm -hmm. because we had a great presentation. So we go into the assumption. And then if you miss something, then you miss something. So you got to figure out what you missed. And that's the why not close. Why and so um, there's a, a pivotal piece here that occurred to me when we were taking our commercial break that had to uh, has to do with um, high trust sales in the first place. And mm, so I do, it's okay. not on your agenda, but I want to make sure we cover it because I think it's super important. And one of my mentors, Rick, he taught me this years and years and years ago. It's the concept of a triangle for trust. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is definitely a difference between walking off the street into a car lot and try and being sold by a salesperson versus a referral based business. Yes. Right? There's yes, definitely, yes, a, and yes. we'll, we'll actually probably spend a whole lot of time uh, in the next episode about building referral based businesses because clearly it's a better business because people want to work with people yeah, they know, like, yeah. and trust. So if their girlfriend bought from somebody and they liked them and trust them, then the girlfriend probably does too. Right. And so we, you know, you, we can all deal with the, uh, a random auto dialer calling us. And maybe that one time we finally decided to talk to him, uh, that cold call. Does that That's, work? I assume so because there's a billion of them what still do you happening. What do when they call you? Uh, if it says spam, I don't even answer. Right. I but mean, if, I, if I get caught on a phone call, I definitely listen to pitch. You do? Every time? 100%. What if you do not have time? I 100% will listen to pitch. Why? You'll be late because of it? 
Uh, well, I wouldn't answer the phone if I was gonna be late. Great answer. That was a that was bait. Were you, it was bait. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I feel like I was just tested. I feel like I passed. What do you think? You totally passed. But I wouldn't have answered the, the phone the first place. Because there's nothing more annoying. People are like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why I answered. I'm walking into a closing." Well, just like, don't answer. Then don't answer, right? But um, but yeah, lying, my lying. the 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 point is is that there's this thing called a triangle for trust. Okay, so. Yeah. We might even call this a pre-close, but it's also a close. It goes both ways, right? It certainly helps out with feelers. So going back to what type of person personalities right. it would help. But logically and thought-provoked people, you know, the thinkers and the, do and the doers, they appreciate it as well. So what I mean by that is this is only in a situation where you're referred by a uh, – maybe your CPA referred you. Yeah. Uh, or maybe your best friend or your mom or your son or whatever. Mm -hmm. Somebody that you trust refers you to somebody else, okay? Um, well, if if I'm the one that, that you were referred to mm -hmm. and I know that your mom was the one that referred me and I know that your mom has loved me and uh, and used me as a, as a business partner for a decade, mm -hmm. right? Then what a triangle for trust is is you literally picture a triangle mm -hmm. and there's, you know, the three legs or the three connecting points. And, you know, this goes back to most salespeople don't state what they think is obvious. They don't actually say it. I like that you said that. Uh, yeah. Going back to most salespeople don't say, I want to be your realtor. I want to yeah. be your CPA. I want to sell you this We're spark. here so We're here I can, can earn your business. Right. They don't say that stuff. So the triangle for tr trust, I, I feel like people assume people know what that is, but they don't. Connect the dots, connect and if you don't connect the dots, then it's a or close it's, the loop. Right, close and so close the loop. What it is 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 that so um, Sandy, mm -hmm. uh, Sandy referred Bryn to me. Okay, so Sandy, uh, I know Sandy. Sandy's been friends with me for ten years. Uh, Bryn is a buyer that's coming to possibly buy a home, and so the pre-sale is oh my god, how do you know Sandy? So play along because uh, you definitely go ahead play along. <laughs> Um, I've known her a damn near my whole life. No kidding. Why? Yeah. Um, because she's my mother. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. So you know that I love Sandy and she's talked about you forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, she and, uh, I'm sure you know that Sandy and I worked together for years and years and years and I trust Sandy implicitly. Clearly you trust Sandy implicitly. Listen, by the end of this, I know that you can trust me because I would never want to hurt uh, uh, Sandy's belief in me. Okay. Yeah. So you trust her. I trust her. I trust you implicitly. I hope you can trust me the same way. Cool. Um, and literally that's what Bryn meant by closing the loop is state the connection on mm -hmm. one side. If the assumption is, is that if I trust her, if you trust her, then we should trust we each should other. Trust okay? each other. And so draw that out for them because they yes. need that. Yeah. They, they need to remember they how they it. found you in the first place and what the connecting points are. And, and so why it matters, why it matters. Absolutely. Why it matters. And so, because I would be devastated. Like you might not even consider that I would care because I'm just a dirty salesperson, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you might not consider that, Dude, I would never want to embarrass Sandy's referral. Oh my gosh, I mean, like right? seriously, like that yeah, would be devastating. That would be I, devastating. If I blew up a ten-year friendship, it would be the end of things, right? Yeah. So yeah. the reason I said this is a pre-sale and a post-sale is because it should be said part of that rapport building mm -hmm. portion of the of the process, like the initial contact, even right. But now we go back to remember we've just gone from the assumption close, right, which didn't work. We went to the why not close, mm -hmm. and maybe you said something along the lines of, "I'm not really sure, but I've, yeah. you know, I, uh, you know, I need more time to think, about, think it. about it." Then literally, this might be where you bring back in in a high trust sales conversation where you know who Good referred point. you. Yes. This is where you would close the loop again. And say, "Hey, Bryn, uh, do you remember how you referred to me?" Yes. 
Yes, Sandy, yeah. I know, is your mother. Yeah. Sandy referred you to me for a reason. Right. It's not because she wants me to take advantage of her daughter. Okay. <laughs> so the reason I say that out loud is um, I, bl- I truly believe I understand all your goals. I know yeah. that you love the house. Uh, you, I've asked all, all of uh, what your, your hot buttons are as far as payment, cash, clothes, mm-hmm. how long you keep the property for. If you're asked my professional advice, this is the best option for you. Okay. But you can trust Sandy. You can definitely trust me. And so it's just the yeah. reconnecting that thing again. that, you know, there's a lot of stuff between here and there in a, in a lot of sales cycles. It's a right. sales cycle, right? Yeah. So, you know, some of these things might last years. You know, you think about uh, pharmaceutical sales or try, you know, I've got an insurance friend of mine from college, from Trinity, yeah. that is still trying 10 years later to take over insurance within our company. Mm. And there's an old school relationship with my CEO. And it doesn't mean she's out. It means... It, it's Once this opens up, yeah. you're there. And like literally our kids, we just reconnected again because our kids play baseball against each other. And she asked me a question. If she put the bond there, hey, please keep me involved. And it's like, okay, that sales cycle for her might have been a decade. I mean. Literally. But the. And she most m- people, to be clear, most right, salespeople. Would have dropped off dropped years ago. Years. It's a super kudos to her. Uh, su- I mean, that is very impressive and it'll but, pay out big. But the point is, is that we knew each other from college. Uh, most people can't remember how they referred to somebody in the first place. And most salespeople don't remember how somebody was referred to them in the first mm. place. So reconnecting the dots at the point of closing yeah. is important because totally. it is a high trust piece. So I would say that that would be the third close. If it's a referral based business, it does yeah. not, does not work if it's not, uh, right. Unless you, <laughs> unless it is a, if you knew up front, how did you find me? Well, I searched the internet Search and the I internet. found out that you've got the most five stars and you have the most closings or the, the most, most, most mm-hmm. and the most, you know, whatever. Then you can say, hey, remember how you found me? Remember how you found you me? You found me because remember of all those five stars. All those five stars. There, there's a reason why I have the most five stars yeah. in the city. So you can triangle for trust with third-party data and example. testimony. Yeah. Um, very but you better example. have third-party data and testimony, right? Yeah, for sure. So then from there, which personality would you like to talk about? Because there's different closes for different personalities. So going back to... Do you want to go to the easiest heads, or the hardest? You tell me, girl. You're driving the ship. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think we should talk about the takeaway close because that is mm. super freaking hard. In my opinion, that is the hardest close. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just... It's very it's important, cha- too. It's very challenging. It is... It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. And um, we don't want to lose a business. Yep. Yep. I love it. But so it's very powerful. So let's talk about takeaway close for what it is and what it isn't first. So takeaway closes are literally where you have to understand if you use a takeaway close, you're risking the relationship. Like right. that's the first thing. And the thing business. And would, the business. For sure. Either, either in the moment now or future. Yep. Future, for sure. Future business. Yeah, and, and there are points where that actually makes sense for both the client and the uh, whoever the salesperson is mm-hmm. because what it's about is re-correcting the path to what does work because what's happening right now doesn't work. And so this works both ways. Just be really clear. Like this is not a salesperson to client conversation, which was what we'll talk about, but it's also the client to salesperson conversation because if I can't deliver the level of service or desires or like, like here's an example. I will not return your call after six o'clock on a Sunday. It's, I won't return your call at all on a Sunday. Uh, right. It's just a day that matters to me and my family. Right. So if a client requires me to be by at the beck and call and text calls, emails on a Sunday, 
I just might not be the right person for you. And that's it's I'm not going to give you what you want. You're I'm going to let you down and you're going to, you know, anger my wife and kids, which is more important to me than you. Right. And so that's a point where the takeaway close goes back to let's readjust the expectations. Yeah. And if you can do this, well, we're good. If not, it's okay. So uh, but we don't have to work together. And I, I think that's an important concept for all salespeople. Yeah. I think too many salespeople have commission breath. Right. In that they want every deal and you're not meant to work with everybody because you yeah. can't you, you can't match up personality wise, service wise to everyone's needs in the world. Yeah. So that's okay. So let me give you a great example. But it all but yep. it ties back to the monster prospecting, which was I think the first episode of this series. Because if you don't have enough, then if you don't have an, an, enough leads to choose from, how can you possibly send Say one no, right. away? Yep. Yep. And that's the, that's as simple as it gets. Yep. So let me just give you an example of my industry. So th- this is one that uh, many of you listening have experienced. And y- now you hear both sides of the story. Maybe you'll get a better feeling for it. Mm-hmm. Prior to 2007, there were liar loans. So you literally could say my income is X, my assets are X, uh, pull my credit. If you've got a just not a shitty credit a score, score, A score, basically, <laughs> you could get a mortgage, right? And so there are, I still this day, and we're talking literally 15, 14 years later, uh, to this day, I'll have somebody that bought a house prior to that time, never refinanced. And the today is their first time they're getting a mortgage. So their expectations of the amount of paperwork required is based on, I didn't have to give anything, right? Right. Well, those days are over. The mortgage market fell apart TV for a reason, click, right? So Dodd Frank <laughs> comes out uh, with COVID. Uh, you know, in, in, in the last little bit here, there's extra restrictions. Extra stuff, Ex- yeah. So even today, post COVID, pr- uh, compared to prior to COVID, there are more restrictions as far as extra audits, extra pay- paperwork, and so on. And yeah. so, um, I will monthly have a client that will say. I don't know why you're asking for A, B, C, D, and E. You know, I, like the last time I got a mortgage, I didn't have to get anything. Can't you see that I'm a millionaire and I have millions of dollars? I make millions of dollars and, you know, just give me the million dollar loan. Right. And literally. It's like, <laughs> does it matter why? Like it does. Like one of my good friends, uh, Jen Winnick, she goes, I said, you are like the best client ever. We say we need this. And you say, okay, here it is. I'm like she goes, really? That's weird. I'm like, yes. A lot of people really argue. Argue. And she goes, do they know that nobody cares? <laughs> like, That's funny. Just, just get it. Just get it. Yeah. So, and, and like, and actually, I like Jen a lot. And Hello, Jen. I hope point? you're listening. Hi, Jen. Like, what's the point of this arguing? Like, yeah. are you trying to delay it further? Yeah. And, and I want you to think as a client, uh, put yourself in the other shoes. Yes. Like, for sure, the realtor wants to get paid. For sure, the loan officer gets paid by doing your loan. It's, they're not trying to make your life miserable. So, there must Correct. be a reason, right? Correct. So, but all that to be said, all that to be said, you know, I empathize with the amount of paperwork because I am a self-employed person, too. I've got multiple tax returns, too. I've got multiple bank accounts, too. I've got a very, 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 very complex loan package. And so, when I got my own mortgage for myself, I was my own worst client. So I can empathize with, are you kidding me? <laughs> Don't, I be get that that too? Don't be that guy. Don't be that so guy. So my point though is, is that when you go to a takeaway close, um, let's say that I've, that I've got a 30 day closing time frame, and we've asked for all the paperwork day one, day three, day eight, day 17. And now we're getting down to the last 13 days and there's still elements that are missing. And I'm still getting the same uh, 
client arguing. You don't need that. I've already given you enough. It's like Here's the other thing that's happening, though. The client's talking to our referring partner about how that what they've done and what we haven't done. So now we're now we're fielding two conversations. Yep. We're trying to make the client happy and we're trying to make our referring partner happy so we don't screw that relationship up without telling them that the client's a liar and they haven't done anything that they're yep. actually saying. Like it's a very it's a very it's not a good place. It's not a good place. And this is where you would employ the takeaway close. Yeah. This exactly when because if if uh, inaction at this point will make it worse. Right. Like if we mm. don't take away, like, say, go somewhere else or give me what I want, basically, then they're going to miss their closing date and lose the house or we're going to piss off a referring partner. Right. And but, risk but the where we're at doesn't work. And so what ha- what you literally s- what I've said in the past is I'll call up the, cl- the client. I'll say, hey, Bob, Bob, listen, I totally understand. I totally empathize with the fact that you need all this paperwork. I am in the same boat. I just got a mortgage back in January. It's the same exact thing. I totally understand. Get it. That being said. If you can't get me A, B, C, D, and E by the end of the day tomorrow, as I've asked for for the last three weeks, I cannot get your mortgage. Yeah. I cannot guarantee you to close on time. Right. And I will happily send your loan to whatever other loan officer you'd like me to send it to that can give you better service. I am so sorry you don't feel but like go I ahead and collect the docs because they're going to need them too. Right. <laughs> right. Oh That's a rude way to say it, but it's, <laughs> it's true in some ways, right? It is true. Yeah. It's But the whole point is I'll say, look, if you want this, right. you must do this. You if you don't do this. do this, tell me where to send it. I'll happily send you right. your stuff wherever you want to. So that when I say you're risking that relationship and business, you are. You are. Right? But it's a correction because if the client really wants to buy the house, that's the point where they say, you know what? I'd rather deal with the devil I know than the devil I don't. I'll get in the docs tomorrow. Right? Right. So apply that to anything. Like this actually is a real thing in marriages. Mm. Right? When there's a certain point with marriages where there's some just nasty stuff going on and grading back and forth for a long period of time, what happens? Sweetheart, we have to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to go to therapy with me, then I'm yeah. going to file a divorce, right? Yeah. Um, honey, uh, I love you, but we have kids. If you keep playing poker three times a week, <laughs> I'm going to file a divorce, right? It's the come to Jesus moment where you're yeah. risking the relationship, but it gets people back on board to play that by your rules because not everyone is meant to be with everybody, right? Yeah. So takeaway closes are the hardest one to deal with. I think they're very they challenging. Are because people are people and people like people and people like to be liked. Yeah. And so that's the hardest thing to say. But if your job as a salesperson is get somebody something what they want when they want it, in my world, I've got to close on a certain date. So right. if you can't, if you're not helping me get you what you want, then it's not on me. It's on you. And we just but have to talk about this. But it ultimately will for sure come back It'll be my to fault. our fault. It'll be my fault. It'll yep. be our fault. Yep. Um, for sure. Um, I was going to say too, the, the problem with clients that don't, don't play by our rules. And I, I don't really love that term, but there's a sales process for a reason. And so we do come across people that just don't, they just don't want to, to follow the system. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have enough belief in your value, your product, your service, and 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 belief in that you're doing great things yep. and that your process exists for a reason, then you let them railroad you, which at the end of the day, all it does is now jeopardize all of your great clients that have played by the rules because they're getting a less great version of you because you're worn the F out yep. by one person 
that just is making your life crazy and calling you at all hours of the night and, you know, calls you right before you have go into your next appointment with, with the next, the next client, you know? Um, so the, the ripple effects can be pretty devastating. Um, and so I say that to, if you've considered firing a client, or if you know for sure that like, this is not a good fit and this is only going to end in disaster, like go dig deep to like take care of yourself and believe in yourself and know that you deserve better because of what you've done. Well, and the other clients deserve better. Like I I always, what you said is so right. So one thing we've talked about before in a leadership class, you and I have talked about a lot is uh, this squeaky wheel gets the grease when it comes to if you got one bad kid, one bad you got kid, two good kids. The, the bad kids getting all the attention. All the, the two attention. good good kids are the ones that are like, they're like where's mom and dad, right? Yeah. And then it's the same thing with employees, right? The mm-hmm. You're constantly working on and grinding on and trying to help this one bad one employee that's person. not whatever. And then all these good ones are not getting words of affirmation right. and like, thank you and great job. And, right. So so what I want, if you're a client especially or a possible client in the future or you have clients, what I want you to hear is, the takeaway close is not about you being a bully, no, right? No. It's 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 the understanding that not everyone is meant to work together, and it's okay to have the company's rules, and those company's rules are in alignment with what the client's expectations are, or they're not. Right. And either way, if we don't get back to that understanding, then we will end up failing on both sides on right both sides. so we might as well get the cut ch- cut the quick and say let's move forward or let's not either way is okay yeah uh, and that's what a takeaway close is but the we last have to move thing, forward. The, i do but the last thing i want we do the last thing i want to say is that a lot of times good customer service is equated to just being really nice or saying yes to everything correct and that is not the truth yeah. like great customer service and great client experience means telling people God's honest truth, what they need to hear that's in their best interest, even if it stings. And I think, you know, we get caught in this, well, I just have to say yes and I need to be nice because otherwise, like, they're not going to like me or they're going to think it's a bad experience. Mm-hmm. But it's avoiding all the inevitable things that they have to hear. And so it just propels the problem. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Okay. So moving on, uh, let's talk about emotional people. <laughs> think uh, feelers, I mean. Let's, about, let's, do. Talk, let's talk about feelers. Let's do. So feelers, there's two types of closes. Um, there's more than that, but there's two that I think are probably the best, widest used. Uh, what is the number one most overpowering emotion that people encounter? What's the what what fear? Fear, right? So we have to understand that feelers, the reason why most of the time they're not moving forward, if it's not a I, I, if it's not a I don't like you thing, mm-hmm. it's I'm afraid of something. Mm-hmm. including afraid of the unknown. Like, I feel like I should For be sure. afraid because a million dollar house. Like, I feel like I should be afraid. I'm afraid of what my parents might think. I'm afraid of uh, what the inspection's going to say tomorrow. I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of the appraisal coming along. I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got, can I afford it? So there's the fear is one half of all closes out there um, for feelers. The other half of uh, for feelers is just getting people, when they're excited, past the point of sale to experience what it looks, feels, and tastes like to get what they want yeah. or to get to the what promised it's like land. On the right. Side. Because yeah. it is it's not always fun to stroke a check. It's not always fun to stand there getting measured for a suit, right? <laughs> for God knows how damn long or, or whatever. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying I'm picturing in my mind like a bride trying to pick out that perfect 
you know. I know that shit's fun. That's <laughs> fun. Well, it's because you have lots of champagne. <laughs> but trying on beautiful the, dresses all day. Yes, okay. please. Okay, maybe that's not a good example. Uh, for me, bathing. Tr- let's talk about bathing. So, uh, bathing suits. That's a bit of torture. Torture for bathing suits. Okay. Torture. Men for men like. I like to have a nice suit. I like to have nice clothes. I hate the process of getting it. Yes. Hate it. I agree but it, and I hate it But if I can get past the sale to the moment that I'm dancing with my wife at this event in my tux. What a great example. Right? If I can get there, then I'll tolerate the bullshit I'll I've got to do to get there. Right? <laughs> right. So my point is, is that the two types of clothes is, uh, first one we'll talk about is called the puppy dog clothes because it's the easiest one to talk about. Right? Yeah. Puppy dog clothes are for feelers because uh, there's one place in the universe I don't take my children very often. I used to say I don't take them ever. Now it's that I don't take them very often. Now you have a zoo. Now I've got a damn zoo. Why do I have a zoo, Bren? We bought a zoo yeah. uh, because you love your children and they Because I let them go to the damn puppy store. Because <laughs> I let Whatever. them go to the brought, animals. You brought the chickens and the goats in. <laughs> you brought them in. What <laughs> the hell was I thinking? So oh the gosh. point is, is that if you go to a yeah, pet shop. Yeah, you me about getting a dog. Right. I, which I didn't. Good for you. But still. It's right for you. He has rabbits. I'm living vicariously <laughs> through you. So here's the point. If you take a child to a pet store and they smell the puppy breath and they feel the puppy fur, they're not leaving the pet store without the damn puppy. Unless, you're, a reason committed, why. unless yes. you're committed to your budget. That's, there's a reason why the very first thing a car salesman does for your friends is say, here's the keys. Let's go on a drive. Let's go on a drive. Because once they experience the smell of the new leather and they feel that this one doesn't actually pull left when I'm driving down the road and it feels like a damn Cadillac floating down the river, right? Once people experience Cadillac that. River, eh? Oh, dude, Cadillacs float. On a river? Cadillacs are bo- like boats on rivers. They just float. <laughs> They're badass. Boats. On rivers. Okay, yeah. cool. So my point is that that experience, <laughs> when people experience that, not all, but the third of people mm-hmm. that experience it, that is getting them past the sale. Now it's not about, uh, can I afford it? Right. It's the, I want it. It's like, I got to have it. I like it. Because it's I worth deserve it, it damn right. it. What, it's whatever it is. Yeah. It's past the sale. Yeah. So puppy dog clothes is literally saying, like going back to my first question, are you excited about the property? Yes, I'm super excited. What are you excited about? I'm excited about the backyard. Why are you excited about the back- backyard? Because we're going to have some badass parties back there. I can watch yeah. my kids play in the pool. All those feelings and, and, and pictures in the mind are past the sale. Yeah, okay? totally. As opposed to the other half people that aren't excited, they're afraid. They're afraid I'm about making. It's a three bedroom, two bath, 3,200 square foot house, and that makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, when we go to the fear side of things, um, yes, there are fear mongers that perpetuate fear as a way to get people to buy. Like, like yeah. if you don't, if you don't, this 25% off sale is only good till five o'clock today. Yeah, I don't right? like that. Uh, I don't like that either. I don't it's like a, that. That fear is a pressure First of all, sale. I think it's bullshit because I feel like if I really want that, like, they'll give me the deal. That's because you're a seasoned salesperson. <laughs> I like that about you, actually. Um, but but for a lot of people, right, you promote the fear yeah, and, like, and oh, they'll make the this. choice, right? Like, uh, I mean, I hate to say it right now, um, in real estate nationwide, so literally where my people are sending offers, you know, 50, mm-hmm. 75, 100, 200,000 over list price mm-hmm. because they're afraid, afraid of being homeless because they're moving to, to whatever city or they're afraid of losing out mm-hmm. in their 13th offer or they're afraid of, or they're afraid of, or they're afraid of, yeah. and that's why people are doing it. Right. Afraid, yeah. It's not because they think it's a great investment. 
It's because they're Which afraid sucks. of sucks. They're not afraid of getting. They're afraid of of not getting the house, right? Yeah. So that so my point is is that you know when when there's those those timelines and if you then will you know all that fear stuff is a way to perpetuate a sale, which I don't really like. The flip side is is to uh, to release and, and appease and and uh, remove the fear, right? Yeah. So fear again, going back to if you did a great job with a professional presentation and you've done a true needs analysis and you've identified that this is what will solve you. This is the problem you have. This is what will solve the problem. This is something that you can afford, A, B, C, D, and E. You've gone through it all. This is where a great salesperson can really help somebody that has that paralysis of analysis Mm -hmm. make that next step and that next decision. So let me give you a great example of of one that's close to my heart, okay? So my mother-in-law, sorry, sorry, my father-in-law died four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law, God bless her, cannot make a decision to save her life. She's, She's... her husband made she, all the decisions. She probably hadn't had to. Yeah, you know, older generation. Her, right. her husband made every financial decision. Right. Every like it was just always taken care of, right? So all of a sudden, she's inherited a couple of properties because then my wife's grandmother died, right? And she's like, "What do I do? What do I do?" And it's like she couldn't take a step in front of the other. Yeah, because she's so grieving. Little. You know, there's grieving in there too. Oh, but yeah. then also the fear of, oh my God, like uh, there's no more income other than what these assets are. I don't want to make a bad decision. So it's better to make no decision. Yeah. So she has she gets this in, in, inheritance of a house from her her own mother-in-law who passed on, and mind you, a house does have even though it's free and clear, it does have expenses. expenses. Right. So every month of indecision that went by, she was paying taxes and insurance and lawn care and electricity and water and alarm. And whatever repair came up, because shit still happens to houses, you know, yeah. even if it's vacant, right? And so, you know, as a son-in-law, you know, I, the last thing I want to do is impress. And this is your wheelhouse. Right. And even I didn't want to, like, tell her what to do. Right. Because, you know, there's family dynamics that you want to sure. stay out of. But at the end of the day, one year later, I'm like, sweetheart, you got to make a decision. What like yeah, trust action. me on this? Here's the best person for the job. Let's get this property listed. Yeah. Uh, Janine is going to take great care of you. She's going to mm-hmm. go ahead and help you out with, you know, how to get stuff out of the property, getting it listed, telling what what to fix, what not to fix. She'll get you top dollar. Yeah. This will all be done in the next ninety days. Trust me, this needs to happen. So the point is, is that the the removing of the fear of the you know you can almost see your shoulders drop of. Okay, you're telling me like this is what's best? Yes, yeah. I'm telling you what's best. When I think about mortgages, right? Like the point of a pre-qualification is not just to qualify for a mortgage. When a loan option does it right, it's to say, not only do you qualify, but you're going to be fine. You're gonna like be fine. you you are not maxing out your debt. You are very conservative. So when I can go back and reference the goals that there were and they find the property and then all of a sudden I look at it and it's like, "Hey, good news. The payment's less well, than you were hoping." Yeah. Like, look, the reason why I did this 90 days ago is to set us up for this position because right. you're good. You'll be able to pay your bills. You're going to be able to save, eat, drink, be merry, have fun. You're not going to be house poor based mm-hmm. on your debt ratios, based on this house. You're good. You're totally good. So it's the you deserve it close is what it's called. Yeah. The you deserve it call. But it, what it's about is removing the fear. Remove the fear. And right, I yeah. feel like that's a blessing and a service oh, that yes. a salesperson can give somebody mm-hmm. when they recognize that fear is the issue they know 
what the problem is. They don't use it for evil. They use it for good. Right. And they help people make that decision. That's a perfect example. Perfect example. Because I could have done nothing. Hey, no worry, whatever you're ready. And another year would have gone by and another 12 grand or more of expense would have gone by. That's not helping her. It's I helped not helping her. Make her. And here, what I what kept going through my head was, we've talked about the use of mentors and coaches and model the masters and yep. things like that. Um, oh my gosh, just surrounding yourself with people that you trust, that know what they're doing, you agree with, and letting them Guide be in you. charge. Yep. Like oh yeah, have that. them make the decision especially like with your mother-in-law, like in a time where you're grieving, like how can you possibly think clearly enough to make monumental decisions you've never had to make before? Um, it's a perfect reason to employ the right people, not even employ, ask them to help you, like just make this decision for yep. me. Um, Enable just, them to make the decision yes, for you. Yes, do this for me. I, I need you to do this for me. And that, I mean, gosh, we've already said, there's only so many decisions we can make in a day. Yep. Um so take some of those off and get your people around you that they will tell you exactly what to do. And then you just do it. Yep. You just do it. It's yep. very simple. Um, no, I love that. It was like, that's a so really those good are really the only two that you need to worry about for an a emotional feeler, right? It's, it's either you help them through the process of getting over the fear or you get them past the sale. And at the end of the day, I told you in the first episode about closing skills, if somebody's stuck fear or otherwise, mm -hmm. what do you say? What does your gut tell you? Yeah, what does your gut tell hey, you? Hey, listen, I understand you? that you're afraid, mm -hmm. but fear is not a reason to do or not do anything. Right. What does right. your gut tell you? Yeah. And then they, they say, when you say that, people's eyes will cross and they'll be like, I should do it. And yeah. it's like, okay, then let's move forward. Mm -hmm. I, I can't tell you what to do, but that's the right decision. Good for you. Right. Okay. Yeah, and as so long as you've surrounded yourself with people that you trust, you're, you're sitting in the right seat. You know, so I, I love this conversation and, you know, what's fun, I love, I think it's really funny to me that we thought we could do all of this in one Eight. episode <laughs> and it's going to turn into a third one, guys. It will. It so will for it's sure. It's going to turn into a third one. So it will. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up because there's plenty to think about <laughs> for those, so uh, the for the thinkers, uh, which we'll cover next time on Sigmund Sense, but we'll, we'll talk about what thinkers need and how to help, help close thinkers. Mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll talk about what doers need, mm -hmm. which are gut people and how to help them make decisions as well, what they need. Um, but uh, we're just really pleased as punch that you guys are uh, enjoying this and please, staying with us. Please and just punch. And, uh, please just punch. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> yes, hey, I'm I working am. on my cursing. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, how can they reach out to us and, and uh, tell them how to like, subscribe and all those fun things? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, any questions that you have, any topics that you'd love more information on, you can email us at sigmundsense at gmail.com. Um, also, tell your friends, uh, write us comments on our social pages. We love all of those. Um, and we appreciate you guys' support. And very, very much. Very, very much. much. Very so much. It's every if you day. Want, if there's anything you want to hear about, please let us know. Please too. let us know. Please let us know. Um, but anyways, absolutely. So cheers. I don't know. Hey, next time on Sigmundsense. Bye, guys. Bye.